What's up, everybody? This is Matt Miller, lead draft writer at BR, and this is Stick to Football. Going to recap a little day two of the draft with my boys Mello and Connor sitting in studio in New York, and this is a small room with three guys in it. So yes, let's, let's get with it. Shoulder to shoulder right now, yeah. which is nice. And it's after 1 a.m. It's 1.01 a.m. as we're sitting oh, here. We might just sleep here because we got to be back for... Rounds four Not through seven from now. very, very shortly. These foamy walls, you could just post up right here yeah, somewhere. Yeah. It gets hot in here, but I have to get my room service breakfast in the morning or I'm going to be a grouchy bastard. Well, let's no one knock this to deal with I mean, that. that sounds good to me. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bizarre, bizarre day two of the draft. I thought so too, man. Uh, I didn't think we were going to have any quarterbacks drafted there for a little while. And then finally Mason Rudolph goes off. We didn't have one drafted in round two. No. So five in round one, none in round two, one in round three. Crazy. So, uh, first thing, it's interesting to see Falk and Lalletta make it into day three of the draft. Yeah. This, now, I'll give Mason Rudolph this credit, even though it's this is a big slide for him. The Steelers went up to get him. They so, did. that does say, hey, we do like this guy a little and bit. And then they went and got his number one receiver in James Washington, yeah, too. So. That's a good situation for him, though, to be able to sit behind a guy like Roethlisberger. 1,000%. And it puts the heat on Josh Dobbs a little bit now, which, you know, a guy that I think all three of us did not like a whole lot last year. Not so. a whole lot. It's going to be yeah. um, so when you when you look across the board, there was so many reaches on this day. But All who were some by of Oakland? <laughs> oh, oh my God! We were, uh, yeah, we don't even have to get into that just yet. What are the picks that you really liked? I really liked what Cincinnati did to get Jesse Bates, uh, I, one of the best free safeties in the class, and then to get back to back picks to get Sam Hubbard and Malik Jefferson. I think just says a lot about the direction that they're going defensively. I thought they had a good round one with Billy Price as well. So it's a team that just continues to add a ton of talent. I, I, I like what the Giants did. Getting oh, Will Hernandez yes. after getting a guy like Saquon Barkley. Just clearing the way for that offense to do whatever the hell they want now. And the Colts kind of did that too. They got yep. they drafted Quentin Nelson. They took Braden Smith. And it's like, all right, we've talked before about if those two got in a fight, who would win? And it would be Quentin Nelson. But now we might get to see it happen. Yeah, and the Giants getting Lorenzo Carter, I believe, at the top of round three is yeah. another really good pick for them. So I agree and they with got you BJ there. Hill, which I'm not entirely sure where he's going to slide in, but he is a good player. I was a big fan of the Bucks' new direction on defense. I like Carlton Davis and MJ Stewart a lot. I think they did really well, obviously, building off of that round one pick of Vita yep. Vea. And I'm, that's like you and I are normally like pretty in lockstep. I actually don't like the Yeah, draft I know you're all. a little lower on those yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. You want to weigh in here? Two-third vote this sucker? Man, I uh, just landed in New York, so <laughs> I, I don't even know what really they did. did. I didn't like what they did in the first round. I thought they would address more offense going forward. Yep. They really haven't yet. No, no. I, I thought that as well, that maybe offensive line would be an area need. Um, they did get a running back in Ronald Jones. That was probably my favorite pick of theirs. Yeah, that's a really nice pick. Let's talk about two really big rebuilds or retooling of rosters here that had a lot of picks today. Cleveland Browns and the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. And I, I'm not, Melo and I were talking about it before we recorded. I don't love what the Browns have done today. I think Austin Same. Corbett was a reach. I feel like there were better running backs than Nick Chubb on the board where they drafted him. And totally. it's, it just felt like they like they felt like they did such a good job on day one. They were like, okay, we're we're good now. So and I'm a like I'm a John Dorsey guy. I, I think he can evaluate. And I, I definitely think the people he has under him can evaluate. So I guess we'll see. Now, as far as Indy goes, I, I do like what they've done. And um, on the value, like if you look at my board, it looks like they reached a little bit. But I think they're getting really good football players. Darius Leonard, athletic linebacker. Uh, Braden Smith is, is going to open a lot of holes for them defensively. So, or with on Qu- the, off, on with the Quentin game. Nelson now. And Ryan Kelly. It's like crazy. that interior offensive line is going to be great. Yeah, Andrew Luck has some protection. I think you make a good point about the Browns. I think they had a chance to set the tone a day two today, and they just made some really – just really big reaches is what it was for me. 
I didn't like their draft at all. Like, if you know you're going to target a running back with one of those first four picks, why not get the best running back we've seen totally. in forever? Instead, you get a guy that can't even stay healthy. You reach for a center or guard. They probably could have got something back if they would have traded back. People wanted that first pick in the second round. Yes. And they yeah. were calling at the end of Thursday night calling to try to get it, and the Browns didn't move it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I think the Corbett top 40 love was definitely real. It's something Matt brought up as an insider buzz thing yeah. two weeks ago, but I think you make a great point, Melo, about the about the Chubb pick, because you would have got Corbett at 35 anyway, so you could have taken him there instead of 33 and then put up that 33rd pick for sale over the last 24 hours. So a missed opportunity there for the Browns, who, who've done okay. I, I think they could have done better so and far. The They've done okay. got a guy that we all really liked in, in Kamoko Ture. Yes. To be that outside pass rusher. Uh, and then to get Tyquan Lewis as their strong side defensive end, I thought those were... I, Lewis was a little bit of a reach, but I thought those were good picks. Fascinating to see Lewis go before Hubbard. I think the Hubbard slide was shocking yeah. to me. So. Yeah, I still don't completely get it. And I remember talking to Ohio State people probably last summer, and they are like, yeah, he won't test well enough to be a first, but he could probably be a two. And then we see him you know, slide to that spot. I, I, was, I was pretty surprised. And he tested okay. He's so, a guy that we all thought yeah. would go in the first round. We kept mocking him in the first round. Yeah. but Late first, slides. I thought New England, someone like that would be a good spot for him. I uh, really liked the value Jacksonville got here. They got DJ Chark yeah. in round two, and they got Ronnie Harrison super oh, late. Oh, man. We were, super late. We were talking about the Ronnie Harrison pick, like filling Mello in because you were on a plane for two and a half hours and then landed and came right here. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, that's such a great fit for them. I mean, Oh, it is. That's exactly where he should have gone. He's going to take over that role. Maybe in a year or two, he's yeah. a freaking pro bowler at that position. <laughs> right. You pair him up with a guy like Tevin Bryan, and then you just, they fill needs. Every need that they had, they've addressed it so far. Yeah. One uh, Speaking of needs, what did you think about Jacksonville going Josh Jackson after trading up to get Jair Alexander yesterday? I mean, Green Bay. Or Green Bay, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I'm that tired. It's, it's okay. just like, it's after you got to need a corner, and they just went and check, check, done. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I, I, they got. They got more fierce in the secondary. They got aggressive. Na- you know, Jair Alexander is an aggressive, nasty player. Josh Jackson's a guy that has great ball skills. This is a team that needed to make over their cornerback depth chart, and they did it all in this draft. Yeah. Mello, uh, I don't know if you saw where your Texas boys landed. Connor, I love the Connor Williams to yeah, Dallas. That was awesome. Like, if you're Connor Williams, that's got to be the place you want to go. And then you get to block for one of the best running backs in the league. You get to play with one of the best offensive lines in the league. He gets to play that's, guard, right? That's so, just fucking golden for him. It's, yeah, it's I think you just great. plug him in at left guard and have fun with it. And if Tyron Smith gets hurt, okay, he can go out and play a little left tackle for you. Yeah, or right tackle. He can play all over that line. Yeah. Uh, I know this will make you happy, Matt. I love the Tavarius Moore pick for. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah, when you look at you know what the Niners have done, you know they've done well, and, and they've taken players yeah. that probably didn't expect it to go in those spots, like McGlinchey a little early, but still a nice pick. Tavarius Moore, a player a lot of people didn't know until about a month ago, and I mean he's just a great athlete. Yeah. And I like Fred Warner a lot too. Yes, to get a linebacker who has some speed, some range. We talked about them as a Rokon Smith team. A Tremaine Edmonds team and Fred Warner's not on that level, but he is a very good player. And Dante Pettis is going to help in you know two phases of the God, game. They had a lot of picks. They had a lot of picks. Yeah, I had to like go make sure what I just said was yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh shit, they got that guy too. Yeah. yeah, and they they need to address the corner position unless they think Tavarius Moore can play corner, which I kind of said at the end of our show tonight. You're six one, two hundred pounds, and you're on a four three two in that defense. You're probably a corner. So it'll be interesting to see where they end up putting him. Uh, 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 got to talk about my Jets a little bit. You had one pick today. One pick, Nathan Shepard, a player that I thought all, oh, all, 
All three of us yeah. liked oh, him so, a lot. Yeah. I did not see Mello, that pig Mello's at all. face just lit up when <laughs> I said it. He's a state guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the Jets have gone. The, I don't know if Mello is secretly working for the Jets, but they have taken Mello's board. They went, <laughs> they okay, Mello's top quarterback since last summer, and then they took Nathan Shepard, yeah. one of his favorite players from the Senior Bowl. Somebody's so. been listening to the podcast. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and so. listening to you, not us, yeah. apparently. So that's uh, cool. Nathan Shepard, man. He it, Listen, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be 25 in October, but yeah, guess what? He's a man amongst boys right now, so I thought it was... He really is. He only had one pick on day two. You use it a lot better than other teams use both their picks. So nicely done. For he's the a great again. fit for their defense. No doubt. Too. He's going to play the Wilkerson role right away. Yeah. Todd Ball said he's going to start right away. He's ready to play. So I love it. Him and Leonard Williams and McClendon and Pinnell. It's and the Jets. Another team line. that didn't have a lot of picks, the Houston Texans. I did like what, what they were able to do to get Justin Reed where yes. they did. I felt like Eight. it was a really good pick for them. And, and just the, to get Martinez Rankin. I think he's probably going to play center for them. That's a huge need. Uh, to get Jordan Aikens, who is a little bit of an older guy, but they needed a tight end, and he is a very good athlete that can come in and I think contribute He's pretty a early. Catcher. Yeah, yeah. So good. I don't know that there's been like a draft I've hated more than Oakland's. I mean, the only pick that I like liked a little, and I don't like this player at all. Was at least rolling the dice on Arden Key late in the third round, or yeah. I don't think he's going to really do anything. But if there's a chance. The other picks, I'm going to leave it to you, Matt. I cannot explain. <laughs> I can't explain trading up for Brandon Parker. That's for that's the one I'm talking sure. about. Yeah, they just reached on everyone. PJ yeah. Hall. Yeah. Well, I remember talking to a scout before the draft two weeks ago, and they're like, "Where do you think PJ? When do you think PJ Hall is going to go?" I'm like, "Listen, he tested great. You know, I think he he could go in the fifth round now, maybe the fourth. He goes in the second round. Yeah, that's where I would have had him too. Like I scouted this guy for the NFL Draft 400 series. I liked what I saw, but in the second round, yeah. that's. That's it's crazy. Rich. And here's yeah. classic Oakland. They have not addressed their need at corner. They have not addressed their need at linebacker. They have not addressed their need at safety. And I, I feel like they're like, oh, let's draft for the future. You're not good enough to draft for the future. You have the 10th pick in the draft. And I mean, like Colton Miller's a project. Brandon Parker's a project. PJ Hall's a project. Arden Key's a project. For multi, a lot, a lot of, of reasons. reasons. Like and the I person's a project. Colton Miller and Brandon Parker are kind of the same dude to me. Like, I, mean, I mean, they're both 6'8", 300 pounds. And uh, Oakland has had one of the biggest, in terms of size, offensive lines of football. And I know John Gruden's going to be different, but, man, I just don't know what your plan is here. The, the Raiders fans are are some of the most passionate when it comes to draft coverage, so I know they're they're going to hammer us pretty hard. But, I mean, I think there's legit reason to doubt well, this here, draft. Let's make it up to them. I also thought the Chiefs draft sucked. <laughs> so, so I really did. Well, especially if you have the Chargers and the Broncos who did pretty I was damn well. Just gonna for say, let's take it to and the other listen, side. I know Mahomes is gonna hear this, and I'm sorry, buddy. They, I didn't like the draft. Yeah, he might be good enough to to make that go away. <laughs> he anyway, might be. so the Broncos uh, looking the at the long term picture for offense. Now they take Cortland Sutton, a player yeah. I really loved, and Royce Freeman, a guy that had a really quiet draft process yeah. but could be very effective. So the Broncos really opening things up on their offense for. Not just now, but really long-term. Yeah. And the Chargers uh, have had a, a good draft as well. But, man, I thought Breland Speaks was a reach. Derek Noddy, I did like. And then Dorian O'Daniel, like we talked about. I just don't know where he's going to get on the field. In that, yeah, in that defense, he's kind of undersized. He's more of a 4-3 linebacker. Yeah. And they're going to have to play him in the middle. He's not an edge rusher. No, but, man, the Chargers getting Derwin James, Uchenna Nwoso, and Justin Jones is a really good draft so far. I want to see them get a quarterback. Of the, like maybe it's not a quarterback of the future because it'd be a fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah, I would love to see Kyle Letter and Mike White with yeah, the Chargers. Take a chance, right? Yeah. I mean, at this point, why not? Uh, Tennessee Titans getting Harold Landry all the way at forty-one. They got two picks, but they're both really they're good players. That's all that matters. They're 
just Vrabel all over again. Like he just took guys that fit him. And yeah. they only have three more picks in this draft. So I feel like they were like, you know what? We made the playoffs last year and beat the Chiefs on the road. We're good enough. And this is we're gonna go get some impact guys. Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry. Uh, I know we're just going absolute rapid fire here, all in our own order, whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, yeah. just, it's kind of fun that way. Yeah. Let's uh, just bounce around the AFC for a yeah, while. Our, our, <laughs> our buddy Steven Nelson would kill us if we didn't talk Bears. Uh, when you look at the James Daniels pick, all the way, pretty far down. I believe yeah. it was 39, 40 39. kind of range. How do you make of the shift now in the offensive line with Whitehair there? These are yeah. two guys that are a little smaller interior. A lot linemen. of people have asked this, and I think the way you do it is you put James Daniels at left guard, you put Cody Whitehair at center, and you put Kyle Long at right guard and okay. say, let's fucking go. And you're going to run a lot of zone, which is a great fit for Jordan Howard. You're going to try to move Mitch Trubisky in the pocket, especially with Mark Helfrich coming in to run that the offense. Harry said to be the offensive line coach. I think it's a really, really good fit. And I, I feel like a lot of times people overthink things because they're like, oh, Hronis Grassi was a third-round pick not that long ago. Yeah, what's he done? Nothing. Absolutely so nothing. don't worry about it. Yeah. And it was just like sometimes guys just got to be replaced. So I, I do like what the Bears have done. Anthony Miller, I felt like, was a little bit of a reach. But it, if you're going to come in and be a productive slot with what they already have, um, especially with Allen Robinson, then he might, you know, it might be one of those things that we talk about all the time where once a guy's drafted, this the situation makes his value go up. Let's keep it in the division here. The Lions getting on Johnson, 43rd overall. What do you guys make of this? A team that... It seems like they never have a running back. We've been waiting for the Lions to get a running back for forever and just go more power run game, and now they're finally doing it, thankfully. I, yeah. yeah, carry on Johnson. to get Frank Ragno in round one. Oh, love that. But then they took uh, Tracy Trey Walker in the third round, and I had a late round grade on this guy. Yeah, we were up there on the desk, and I was like, uh, Matt, yeah, he looked save at me. Like, me. Yeah, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he, was a, he played safety. Uh, for Louisiana Lafayette, eight career interceptions, tested pretty well, but man, he was not on the radar to be picked this early by anyone I know. I mean, you know, like Connor was sitting next to me and he knows how often like I'm texting people around the league while we're on the desk. And I was like, did anyone have this guy early? And no one did. So it's, uh, I like their first two picks. The third one surprised me quite a bit. So the Cardinals, obviously pretty active on night number one, went up and got Josh Rosen for a pretty low cost. Now they go get him a receiver, Christian Kirk. How do you like the the pairing between those two that are probably working together during training camp? I like it a lot. Give him a slot receiver who can make life easier, and they get Mason Cole, a center that he can. We, we kind of talked about that with Sims. Like, get him a center he can grow with and a receiver he can grow with. Uh, we haven't got to talk to you yet. What do you feel about, we're going to backtrack, but about the quarterback landing spots from round one? Yeah. I hated where Josh Allen went. I know that you did. <laughs> you have to get a tattoo. But no, I, I love his fit in Buffalo, though. And to be able to get Rosen at ten, like the Cardinals, that's the best draft pick they've had since Larry Fitzgerald. Probably yeah. it to makes get him you, there. Yeah, it really makes you wonder how the league like must really not love Josh Rosen the person because he's a hell of a talent. Oh yeah, he must have really pissed some people off. Exactly. In interviews yeah. and just. What do you feel about Baker at one? I hated it. You I and hate, Sims. I yeah, hate Sims him at one. Yeah. You it, could you could game at four. You, That's you, what you are, was. The you Giants aren't but, taking him. But in re, you actually could. Yeah. Like, 1,000%. The Jets aren't going to. No. They would have taken Darnold or Rosen. or He's part of their fourth quarterback. Yeah. The Jets' fourth the, quarterback. We, we, Matt had said right away that people yeah. in the building loved Allen, Josh and Allen. I heard the same thing. Yeah. Yep. So now then we got to ask you. I know this is going to make me happy. How do you feel about Darnold going to the Jets? 
I love it because I'm almost like a closet Jets fan. You are. You like, have I Jets don't know what's gear. You love here. Donald. Yep. You give me a hoodie, and then they start making the right but, moves. But in my very uh, green, with my green goggles on, I actually think this was a good landing spot for Donald. I do too. He can sit behind Josh McCown. McCown. The receivers are pretty good. Robbie Anderson and Nunwa, the curse. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a so- and Jeremy Bates is honestly the the big engineer, oh, yeah. the cop yeah, for sure. And they they invested. I mean, getting in the off season, I thought they were smartly aggressive. And you know that defense is gonna be good. So it, yeah. it's not gonna be all on Darnold whenever he does get on the field. And I don't know. He and Jamal Adams are completely separate Dude, personality, like different personalities. But, but you've got two great leaders, exactly, young leaders in your locker room now. And in the fourth quarter, can you imagine your defense is getting led by Jamal Anderson or Jamal Adams? And then on the offensive side, you got a guy like Sam Darnold. You see what he can do in the fourth quarter. And they're twenty-one and twenty years old. Yeah, that's, that's unreal. Connor's got to change his pants. I, I don't. You can't change them if you're not wearing any to begin with. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got to talk about a pick that I really did like at this spot. The Eagles lose Trey Burton in free agency. They come up and in Dallas. That's they great. take Dallas, Dallas Goddard to the Eagles. What do you think his role is going to be early on? You know, because he doesn't really have to play right away, but he's a good player. No, I think they will move him around. And yeah. you're right. I love they traded one spot in front of the Cowboys who just lost Jason Witten in their own fucking house. They trade up this in front a of Dallas. Move. Yeah, to get Goddard. a guy that's a Dallas fan. Yeah, it was it was a great move. I will be interested to see how he, he gets utilized. But that was a pick. I think a lot of people had thought that if they kept pick number 32, it could have been Goddard or it could have been DJ Moore. All right. So that was a great look at obviously day two, but we got to already look ahead to what we're going to see today. And there's going to be obviously a lot of action between rounds four to seven. A lot of good players still on the board. Matt, who's left for you? I, I know just off the top of my head, Maurice Hurst, you know, yeah. talent wise is left there, but the medicals are concerning teams. Mark Walton's in the mix. Who, who are you looking at really to start this day off? Yeah, I, I think Maurice Hurst is a big one, but guys like Tim Settle from Virginia Tech, Deion Kane from Clemson, Kaiser White from West Virginia, uh, Luke Falk, the quarterback from Washington State, Kyle Aletta, Jalen Holmes. I mean, there are still some really good players, and this will make Melo happy. Inside my top 20 is Michael Dixon, the punter from Texas. And actually, that's where I was going to go. I want to see where my Texas boys go. You got Holton Hill, yeah. Puna Ford, Deshaun Elliott. Deshaun Elliott. I think Holton Hill, along with Nick Nelson, are the best corners left in the draft, and two good ones. Oh, yeah. So back in the day, one of our first ever draft drinking games was anytime Aaron Ross's name got mentioned, you had to drink. Yeah. I wonder if tomorrow we should do a Holton Hill drinking game for you. I'll, you're not, I'll you're take both of them. on camera, but... I'll take Holton Hill and Deshaun So anytime Elliott. Connor and I say... Shit, I'll take all the Texas boys. Anytime we yeah. say a Texas player, you're going to do a drink <laughs> oh, tomorrow? Oh, man, oh, I'm going to go on a rant. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. I love it. We're going to have to stop in the morning and buy beer for the office. But yeah. Or a it's going to cost $90. A so. new keg. Beer up here is so expensive. Oh, it's awful. Oh, my God. Well, saw, we're in Midtown, Manhattan. Yeah. I saw a sign on the way here. I was driving through Arkansas to get to the airport. I could buy a Natty Light 36 pack for $15. Oh, my God, dude. I think I'm going to stop on my way home and take a picture <laughs> take of the deal. Sign. Yeah. <laughs> and get, get yourself a part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember one of the first times I was down in Manhattan visiting from college and old enough to drink. I just, like, popped into a store, and I was in, like, Midtown to get a six-pack, and it was, like, $20. Yeah. We went last year I was like, to get a six-pack, and it was, this. like, $18 for—no. It was more than that. Yeah. They get you. And it was, like— How much I think is it? Like it was, like, $6 a beer. Yeah. Yes, it was uh, for like Corona. Yeah, it's like, like being at an expensive restaurant bar. place. Like restaurant prices. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's so really fun. Tomorrow will be a lot of fun. There are some still good players out there, and I think that like 
we always say, and it's so cliche at this point, but like teams are really built on day three. Like your general manager and your scouting staff need to be able to hit day three. And like guys like Armani Watts are still out there. There's like starting caliber players yeah. that are still out there. Yeah, they'll fit a role somewhere. They might not be a superstar, but they're going to come in and they're going to play their I mean, role. The highest paid player in the NFL was a fourth round draft pick, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Wow. That. wow. Yeah. The best player in the NFL was a sixth round draft pick. What was Antonio Brown? Hey, that's one of my uh, drinking games that I tweeted out. I don't know if you guys saw it because you were in studio, but anytime Tom Brady gets mentioned at the draft, people you have should to have take to a take a drink for that. I would like to know the, the status of our stickies who were drinking along to your drinking game you posted. Because <laughs> anytime I got a pick wrong, I didn't miss a pick for a long time. <laughs> and then it, I just... But if people drank to the mock draft that you posted with no trades... They're dead. That no trade mock draft? Yeah, they <laughs> no, died. Yeah, gone. It's, it's dead. Goodbye. Yeah. See ya. I think I got one pick right. Yeah. Yeah. Saquon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. And the mock drafts this year, like, Trash. I, we should talk about this because I've had people coming at me and it's like, number one, I had to publish it on Monday. And you had by, to file it, like, first, like, by Sunday night, yes, right? Yes. Yes. So it's way too early, which I get and I'm not complaining about. I'm, I'm paid well to do a job that I love and I'm really happy to do it. But it's way too fucking early. Yeah. Especially when everything starts changing the closer you get to the draft and people get a little looser about what they say. So, like, you know, like Mike Mayock does his the night before the draft. It's a lot different than me doing one Sunday. Um, And and so, yeah, I sure I did awful this year in terms of and it's because of trades too. like trades. One trade throws off everything that you've thought will happen. So better luck next year. Yeah, that's all right. I think you'll be okay. I think I'm good. Nobody's gonna. I don't think I'm gonna lose my job over my mock draft. No, that would be a hell of a way. I to think go it's out, more the though. fact that Trey Walker gets drafted in the third round, and I can talk about him intelligently. I mean, yeah, there was just some absolutely wild picks. I, now let's talk about some of the skill players, though. When you t- you talk about guys that did fall because of the wild picks on day two, you know, for the I know fantasy football is big, and that's what a lot of people are going to be into on day three of the draft. Who are some of the guys that are still sitting there that might find their way to have an impact? Because we've seen plenty of them in the past, you know, yeah. be impact skill players right away. Well, I think it, uh, Deion Kane, especially if he yep. can get in a vertical role. Ian Thomas, the tight end from Indiana. Um, I, I still actually like Deshaun Hamilton a lot. Um, th- those are probably the big ones. I Someone asked me tonight about Equinemius St. Brown from Notre Dame. I did. You, yeah. And it was like, I have him probably in the sixth or seventh round because off field. Yeah, it's not. And not like, not like he's been arrested or anything. He's just... Like pretty immature and hard to deal with. So um, Kiki Cootie, a little wide receiver from Texas Tech, is still on the board. Durham Smythe, Dalton That's Schultz. Right. There's a lot of tight ends. I don't think Antonio Callaway will get drafted. Really? Want to bet on that? Not after that failed uh, test. Actually, I don't yeah, think so either. You want to? <laughs> yeah, because no, I don't know if he does either. Because I forgot he just also failed, failed the combine. combine yeah, drug yeah test. lied at the combine. They asked him when was the last time you right, spoke tweet. He was like, "Oh, <laughs> six weeks ago." Uh, no, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you smell like weed right I, now. I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty shocked. Mark Walton's still on the board. Yeah, I mean, small running back yeah. who had an injury. I yeah, think and didn't test that well. Yeah. So okay, Josh Sweat. Does he get? Where does he get? God, drafted? he's still on the board. Yeah, and like. I always feel bad because this podcast is like my forum to get some things off my chest. And it probably feels like I'm always just shitting on like draft Twitter. But like there were many people who had this guy's a first round first round grades. And I understand if you want to say I'm not a doctor, I can't evaluate that. Don't put out a big board then because you have to evaluate that. It's like you can't say this is my big board with no off field issues. Okay, well, this is your make believe little world that you live in that doesn't fucking matter. Because this guy has off-field issues, and it's going to affect where he's drafted. Character's everything, man. Right. 
So why do that? They'd be like me saying, like, I'm going to put out a big board that nothing else matters except for how well they play football. That's not the NFL. No, it's just not scouting. That's my rant for the night. Yeah, you're pissed. Yeah, you just Matt's got to go to bed. Me and Miller are like looking at him like, all right, it might be all time right, for yeah, time for you to go to sleep. Turn his mic off. Really Nothing right. else to say about Slowly it. Slowly turn down the track volume. You know what though? We're gonna do one more of these tomorrow uh, on Saturday when the draft ends. Recapping the whole thing. I want to spend half of it talking about next year. I want to say fuck it. Let's talk about you're, 2019. You're insane. I want to hear so nod bad. my head, and I know Mello will too. I'm just thinking, like, trying to think of prospects for next year, and after you get through defensive linemen, it just no. sucks. I think. No, no, no. I think we're going to be a good offensive tackle class. Okay, that's good I, news. I think I, 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 there's some receivers that I like. I think next year's going to be pretty good. It's going to be great in the trenches, which we didn't have this year. I can't wait to clip out what Matt just said and play it for him, at, like, next January <laughs> when he's like, this yeah. draft class fucking sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Press play. Yeah. And I'm going to say it was 126 in the morning, <laughs> and I was... On April, what, 25th? Yeah. Or, and I, I've had, I don't know what day it I've is. I've had 27th? Yeah. 27th, 28th. I think. It's the 28th It's hard now. to believe. Some of those time zones yeah. are tricky for me. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. You and people I've dated, so don't don't worry, buddy. <laughs> they, they do get confusing. How about we call that our show? Uh, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. Ton of fun. It has been a ton of fun. And thank you to everybody who's been in the comments on the Facebook live stream, on the YouTube stream, in the BR app. Tomorrow will be Connor and myself breaking down day three. We're going to talk about as many of the picks as we can to keep up with. Mello will be in studio probably throwing shit at us and apparently drinking a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, that's my plan for tomorrow. And then we're going to do a recap slash preview. I just want to talk about Justin Herbert the whole time. Oh, man. You're, this this you're, you're planting your flag show. here already, huh? I tweeted a while back. I was like, QB wanted for next year. I remember Justin you said Herbert. it on an October show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I like to get ahead of it. All right. All right. So, all right. That's it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.